0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to a new episode of the triflix cast my name is tristan watkins and today we have a special guest caleb low one of the What's most up? helpful people i've met how's it going man
1: pretty good man how are you doing well
0: it's a it's a good day Uh, So this is Triflix Cast. We interview creative, innovative people. Uh, We ask them, you know, try to get their life story out of the way. Try to understand what it is that makes them so passionate about whatever it is that they're into. And uh, with Caleb here today, I'm kind of curious of why it is that you're such a helpful person. Why uh, a lot of people in our close circle of friends, um, they they recognize you as somebody that's always willing to go out of their way to, you know, make drives. and, And, you know, just whatever it is that people need you there for them hmm so I'm, I'm curious uh, can we go ahead and start on like who you are what where it is that you work like what kind of kind of stuff you do right now
1: well I uh, I'm Caleb like you said I uh, work at a um, agricultural trailer place we work on semi trailers and mm-hmm. like we install flatbeds on trucks and just kind of like a mechanic yeah and uh, that's what I do for a living so I make my money that's mm-hmm. how I pay my bills I uh, so I thought you were so you switched out of the mechanic role I'm still a mechanic mm-hmm. so I just work on trailers now so I used to work on cars at a dealership now I work on trailers like semi trailers mm-hmm. um, so like farmers need to move their grain whatever they harvested to like a plant and yeah. like the trailers they use is what I work on or like cattle trailers so like how McDonald's gets their beef mm-hmm. is I make that possible so you're yeah. welcome Yeah. Everyone that eats a (laughs) McDonald's, you you can think Caleb now. (laughs) So
0: I guess how long have you been doing that type of work then?
1: Just working.
0: With like the, the transportation
1: side? Uh, so I worked on cars throughout high school. Mm -hmm. My dad turned wrenches. So like, by trade or just, yeah. Like he's a, he's a full mechanic, diesel tech. And, uh, I worked on a lot of my old stuff we didn't have the money to buy like brand new cars hmm so like my first like car was a 85 F 150 that was a piece of junk So yeah. just working on that and um, that's what I did I started doing that in high school it's not what I want to do for a living but it's what I was good at see so you, you didn't have a lot growing up then not really yeah so uh, that's what I did for fun in high school and then I went to college and I went to college for psychology Mm -hmm. and uh because that's what i really want to do why is that um i want to help people like uh just um i don't know they uh i saw a need for people that needed help and i was like going through some things and i appreciated what people around me did just to uh help out Mm -hmm. and they uh whether it was talking to me or picking me up or taking me to dinner if i needed something someone was there to help out and uh like, the my counselors in, like, high school, like, were super cool, and they always helped me, and they were like, well, you'd probably be good at, like, psycho- not, like, psychology, they said, like, being a counselor. Yeah. Like, talking to people and helping people. So, that's what I really wanted to do. Um, college was not my thing. Not good at school. Just so. showing up, like, for a 9 to 5, or what do you mean
0: by it wasn't your thing?
1: Uh, so, college sucked, because I'm terrible at, like, studying and focusing and... Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sit through, like, a class. Yeah. I want to do something. Yeah. Um. So it just wasn't for me. My friends would call me and be like, hey, do you want to go get dinner? Or they'd be like, hey, I'm going to go pick up this truck to go work on. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm going to go buy something. Do you want to go with? And I'd be, like, walking into school, and they'd be calling me, and I'd be like, yeah, I can probably make that happen. So i just turn around, walk to my car. and
0: Yeah. Was that just because you wanted to help people, or you just really didn't like school, and you'd take an excuse to not attend?
1: A little bit of both. Yeah. Like, like, I went for psychology, but I had to take math. Hate math. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible at English. I think, yeah, I feel like, like for a lot of people, like, that. that's probably relatable in so, a way. Yeah, so, like, I was like, yeah, I can skip this class. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. And then my friends would be like, they'd need somebody to go with them. Mm-hmm. So, I was the guy to call.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. you said that, like, while you were in school, people were helping you out. What did, what did just in general, or, like, was there something specific that kind of stood Uh, out to you where you realized like hey this is this is really cool how people are always there for me type of situation
1: yeah um so uh there's a couple different specific situations that was always like key to like man i want to be that guy for somebody i want to be able to get the phone call and just head out and just go help them i uh i was like in middle school and Mm -hmm. then the youth pastor at my church got let go and i uh Took it really rough, but then the pastor—were you close well, with him then? Yeah, he was. Uh, I liked youth group because he was cool to hang out with, mm. and he was fun. And he, uh, like, he would always talk to me and like make sure I was good. Yeah, um, keep you in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure I wasn't doing anything <laughs> stupid. So, uh, he uh, he had a big impact on my life growing up, mm-hmm. and then he was let go, and um, the senior minister kind of took over for a little bit, and he kind of took over that role, and he was always there for me, and I took it rough because, like, that guy was considered – I considered him a role model. Like, I wanted to be like him. And uh, he, uh, he ended up working for the school system, but if I needed something, like, like we said, like, I didn't have a whole lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents provided what I needed, but, yeah. like, I never – had like the newest clothes i never had whatever right it's but, like a.
0: so in like psychology you said you said yeah. it a little bit uh, yeah. i don't know if you got to like maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah you have the basic fundamentals mm-hmm. the food yeah. water shelter so they provided yeah. they, they provided what they
1: what they needed to provide and what they could provide yeah
0: and but as far as going above and beyond that was something you had to work for for yourself yeah. to earn yeah and go out and get
1: yeah so um uh, when my youth pastor was no longer my youth pastor he was a he was a sub for a while, and then he worked for the school system. But if I needed something, he was always there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he always had, like, really cool clothes. So if I needed, cl- like, when he was donating or getting rid of stuff in his closet, he would just call me up and be like, hey, I've got a trash bag full of, like, cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. do you want it? And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. He'd be a- he'd buy, like, fox shirts and, like, really, like, nice clothes that my parents can never afford, but, like, I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, uh he always, like, had my back, and, uh, like, if I was having a hard time, like, even he wasn't my youth minister, like, he did not have to, like, be like, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, like, if I called him, he was like, yeah, come over, and we'll just sit, and we'll talk, and yeah, he'll make sure I'm good, and then we we'll just call, it. like, he was always there for me. So, that was, like, the big, like, man, I want to be able to get that call from a friend or from, like, a student. From like my church, and yeah. if they need something, I can be like, "Yeah, I'm on my way."
2: Yeah.
0: So that, like, I don't know what your general thought process is going throughout the day in high school. Um, considering you said you weren't too big on school in college, I assume high school was
1: probably. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the best. Like I, I did, I did well. I did decently mm-hmm. for being in school, but I took trade classes. So I took construction. So I learned how to like build a house and whatever. Okay. And then, um, I was in yearbook yeah so but I didn't do anything specific with yearbook like I didn't like write or I didn't take pictures right that it was like um, Kay Green was my teacher and uh, she was like realized I wasn't doing well GPA wise mm-hmm. so she was like hey I could use you to help me like run errands for yearbook or like yeah. send out invoices or whatever so you'd
0: mentioned like you in the yeah. reason you did not like college because was, was a lot of sitting down and there wasn't yeah. a lot of work that was physical um, you yeah. like going out with your friends, doing all these things, and yeah. the classes you excelled in in high school were classes that allowed you to work yeah. with your hands.
1: Yeah, and I could just do stuff, kind of work at my own pace, or like do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so, yeah, I just kind of did those things. She was another person in my life that was just uh, she kind of made it like she was always helping students, and she was always like what like whatever they needed, she helped with. Mm-hmm. Um, I did terrible in English, mindless yeah. teacher like, got a hold of Kay Green, and she was like, hey, Caleb needs, like, to do better in my class. I don't know what to do. And, like, Kay Green sat me down and was just like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make sure you get your homework done before you help me. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: so, really, she boosted my GPA by giving me a graded resource. And she was just like, if you need help, because she's a journalism teacher. Yeah. She knows how to write. Like She if, knows how to motivate people. Yeah. Yeah. So, she kind of just helped me out and made sure like I did well in school enough to graduate. And so how did that like affect you personally?
0: Like the confidence level, like anything?
1: It, uh, so it boosted my confidence just because I could be like work on my own stuff. And she would like, be like, wow, this is really good, Caleb. Like you're doing a great job. And, uh, she's like, your grammar sucks. Like, but like the storyline is great. And like your writing skills are good. So, uh, that, that helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Kind of pushed me to, because there's a time where I just want to drop out. Okay. And so she kind of pushed me and was just like, "Let's get it done. You're almost there. Mm-hmm. Just finish up the year." So that was your senior year, then? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she did. I was in her resource freshman year, and every year after that, she like went to my dean's and was just like, "I'm Caleb's resource teacher. Just put me, in, put him in my class. Any of them. So mm-hmm. any class she had, one period a day, I was in it. I just sat in the back." Did whatever I wanted, kind of worked on homework or yeah. listening to music. Yeah, so but she was someone that would still like encourage you to yeah do well and continue yeah. going. So that's and if, good. If I was being an idiot, and she would pull me and be like, yeah, just kind of sit me down and be like, are you thinking about what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, are you proud of what you're doing? And mm. if I said no, that she was like, well, then fix it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So whatever we've interviewed quite a few people now, and almost all of them, we try to get conversations about what you're passionate about. And whenever you look back at where people at first clicks for them this is something I want to do, whether that's making movies, whether that's starting nonprofits and helping people or just being a genuinely like doing your best to be a genuine person that helps everyone in their way. Um, it almost always derives from at some point in their life something made them feel, A certain type of way whether that's uh, euphoric or just happy or uh, or really sad right Mm -hmm. and that's what motivates them to either do something or to do the complete opposite right yeah so for you it sounds like you're just a a lot of this motivation for you to go out of your way to help people now comes from all these people pouring in your life whenever you either didn't have much or you didn't have the um, I don't know the motivation and they kind of help inspired you to get to continue even if you didn't want to yeah yeah that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. So where, um, I guess, where does that lead you to now, as far as you, you helping and going out of your way, like, um, at what at what level are you willing to put yourself at risk in order to help other people?
1: Um. Like, obviously, I'm not going to like hurt myself yeah. to try and like go out of my way and like stress myself out. I've been there. Um, I've been to the point where I've been so exhausted from helping people that I've just crashed for like three days or uh, I had to go see someone about getting meds because I was so stressed Mm -hmm. so like I finally figured my limits yeah but uh, I go pretty far Um, I'll take work off if someone needs like a ride to the airport I'll take work off and burn up a vacation day just because like they need it no Mm -hmm. one else is there yeah and uh, and like, for things that, like, interrupt my life and I might have to cancel plans for, I try not to cancel plans with my friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, if someone needs the help, I'll be like, yeah, I can do it. Um, but I'm just, like, I'm, like, the last-ditch effort yeah, kind of thing. Like, if you need help, I'm willing to help. Like, I can do it. But if it's uh, interfering with, like, a scheduled thing, like mm-hmm. something I've had planned, then I'll probably just be like, just try and find someone else. And if you can't, I'll be there.
0: Yeah. So did you have, at a certain point, because you had mentioned that over a period of time you were exhausting yourself, you were going beyond what <laughs> c- would you would consider maybe healthy limits or healthy boundaries with yeah. your friends or whoever's asking for help. Was there a, a breaking point for you where you're like, all right, this is the last time where, and I'm actually curious of what that was, if you had one. Like, yeah. what is What does it take for someone who's very compassionate and, and outgoing to, you know, kind of turn it down a bit?
1: Yeah. Um. So, like, uh, there's a point where I was saying yes to everybody. Um, I'd always help them go pick up cars or trucks. Like, my grandparents have a trailer, and then I have a truck, and then if people need help moving or whatever, um, I'd be there. Mm -hmm. So there's a point where a specific person was just like, hey, I'm going to go get this. Can we use your truck and trailer? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, And eventually I was like, man, like, I need gas money or something because I'm driving a lot. Mm-hmm. and then one day he uh, we drove to north side of Anderson and it's yeah, a long drive that's like yeah. two ish hours yeah and we didn't take the interstate we took uh, State Road 9 all the way up so that was that two and a half almost three yeah yeah and we're hauling a trailer and we're picking up a truck that's not light it's like a old old truck and uh, we get back and um, I get like ten bucks 20 bucks for gas for the whole day burned a whole day probably put 90 to a hundred dollars in fuel in my truck yeah and uh
0: and plus the time it takes to, to go out and do that
1: yeah so i was um and then that was it and i uh we drop it off and then like later that like the next day i'm talking to my grandpa and i'm just like grandpa how do you say no like it's just so hard for me to say no um like what do i do in this situation when people just start using me and he goes you just suck it up and just say no. Like, mm-hmm. I, you don't want to say no. Right. Um, but you just have to. You got to learn how to just be like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, that was the big point in my life where I was just like, I need to figure it out. I need to stop letting people walk over me mm-hmm. and just uh, help when I can and not, like, ruin my life to help others. Yeah.
0: It helps you become more intentional with with the yeah. kindness. Like, it's not uh, compulsive at that point. It's Yeah. I am choosing to spend my resources to help you, you know, and I'm offering that for free in most cases, right? Yeah. Um, so why you you said that it's hard for you to say no. And yeah, some people, it's really easy for them to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought much about why it's so hard for you? Uh, why it may feel compulsive almost Um, or compelled? I mean,
1: yeah. So I've not really thought of it, honestly, but like, I think it's just, like, I know the feeling when I need help mm-hmm. and people say no, mm-hmm. um, and it sucks. Like, let's say you're burning the midnight oil, you're just busting butt, trying to get stuff done, and you call a friend, and you're like, I was, you're like, hey, man, like I need your help. I've got to finish this. They say, well, I'm busy. And I was like, well, is there any way you can help? Like, no one else is answering. You're like, I can't. Then you're stuck there alone exhausted trying to finish something whether it's a project or you're moving or yeah like you're just trying to get some work done and they say no and um i don't want people to feel like i'm gonna say no like i feel i want people to know they can count on me if they need my help so uh i don't like saying no i do if i have to but i don't like to yeah that makes sense
2: yeah that no it's
0: a good thing to to learn because i think everybody has a different breaking point Mm -hmm. everyone has you know uh, different financial statuses that allow them you know like a philanthropist yeah. can say yes to significantly more things to somebody that's yeah uh, maybe in our price in our tax bracket right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I can't give you thousands of dollars but I can give you my time yeah have you thought of um, ever or trying to do something more um, uh, organized as far as finding a, a way to help people like uh, I, we've had several people come on that do nonprofits uh, some starting them I think as young as 17 But, you know, these guys are younger than 25 overall, um, and they they just love helping people. uh, And for one reason or another, something inspired them to go out of their way to to start something. Um, That was like a whole company, and I'm not suggesting that you do. But have you ever thought about, uh, you know, organizing like a a town event or something for the church or like um, what have your thoughts been on that?
1: um, I don't like organizational things, I guess you could say. That makes sense. I'm more of a, yeah, i more <laughs> of like a background player. Yeah. So uh, I don't want the limelight. I don't care if I'm recognized. Yeah. I do to an extent. Like, it'd be nice. Like, everyone wants to be recognized, but I don't need to be recognized. So. Is it recognition or appreciation for you? Um, or both? Both. Yeah. Like. I like the recognition. I also like the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're a background player, I feel like you get more appreciation than recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just want to help people. So, I uh, like for like my close friends, I may like rub it in their face, be like, "Hey, I helped you just just to be a jerk, just just to mess with them mm-hmm. and uh, make them feel bad, just <laughs> just for fun sometimes." So caring. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that's what they get for me helping them yeah. like
0: that's that's uh for you that's your way of like getting your repayment like you're not gonna actually ask them for gas money or anything yeah
1: no um yeah like if it's something crazy if I'm driving across town all day from yeah I'll be like hey just put gas like I'll have my truck filled up before I leave mm-hmm. I' just I'll just fill it up when I'm done mm-hmm. it makes sense like you, you like it's your fuel at this point it's not mine
0: yeah and and, and it's still you so, letting them use your yeah. equipment or maybe you're driving but that they're yeah. getting to use that equipment for the day and that's still yeah huge. Um,
1: and they get to spend a day with me and they're the that, biggest joy of yeah, all yeah yeah that's priceless <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah Uh I just like I don't want to run anything I don't want to organize anything yeah I just want to I want people to know that like if they need me they can call me and like, more than likely, I'm going to be bored doing, like, playing Modern Warfare. On uh, what platform? Xbox. Yeah. So you're a gamer? Yeah. Well, when I have time. When, you, when you're not helping? Yeah, yeah. When I'm not helping people.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I actually, I've been playing it Modern Warfare as well on uh, PC, but you, you're you actually the one that got me into it.
1: Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently,
0: it's cross-play. So yep. I play with the controller, so I do get to play with you. If, if you're, actually, that's how you can help me. I want to play with you, so now you, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> you should jump on tonight or something. Um, Deal. <laughs> <laughs> um do you have like one incident in particular that stood out to you as like if it weren't not not to like rub it in their face like if it weren't for me you wouldn't have like you wouldn't be where you are today type of thing but like for your own reflection and like something that brings you joy is there like something that like stands out to you as like oh that was that one time that like i'm really proud i was able to make a difference in their life
1: yeah um
0: and you don't have to mention names i think it yeah, probably would nah, be best if we didn't i
1: uh I don't like to mention names so try not to I appreciate it um, I'm sure they do too <laughs> yeah so there's an instant when uh, I had a friend he was doing a he was in a bad bad spot rough spot mm-hmm. um, He wasn't doing so hot and uh, he uh, he drank a lot so like there's a time where he had missed work and um, like someone needed to be there to watch like watch him yeah to be like stop drinking when you get your shit straight yeah i'm um, sorry i didn't mean to guess <laughs> oh okay
0: yeah so that's actually the first time we've
2: happened
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh the way the way i view that we'll we'll break that down real quick and then we'll jump back into your story <laughs> yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> um so yeah it is a uh in i guess an adult podcast but the point of the show is to find out what inspires people and yeah. uh people are passionate and when people are passionate they use very descriptive yep. words yep i um and, and one of the main things for myself personally is you know the difference between cursing and cussing i think yeah. almost every guest we've had on i think maybe other than one or two has been uh christian yeah. so i think a lot of the guests i bring on have similar views and for me a lot of the sins that are broken down that i've I, when i read the bible mm-hmm. are broken down based on intent and yeah if your intent to use yeah. one word or another I don't care what the word is if you're trying to tear somebody down to me that's cursing yeah that's yeah yeah now if you're just using a specific word comes out then that's just a social taboo that's a word that in the United States we consider bad now there's a lot of words if I said in public in the US that are (laughs) foreign words that also mean the exact same thing if people don't know what the word means then they don't care. They don't, and and for me, it just comes down to the intent. So, yeah, I don't think you meant anything bad by it. In fact, you were trying to help him get his stuff together. Yeah, uh, and that's <laughs> and that's totally fine. So, if uh, if people listening don't like that, then I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna bleep it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so I was like, "You get your stuff together, <laughs> fixed it," <There> <laughs> uh, and uh, he wasn't having it, mm-hmm. and just kind of. Dragged me to the other room. I was like, this is what we're doing. And uh, I just kind of sat and just hung out for, like, I think total. I was with him for four days.
0: In a row? Consecutive?
1: Yep. Um, uh, there was one day where I went to work. Oh, and that's good. I, and I got a call. Mm-hmm. And I, like, watched my boss, and I was like, hey, man, like, not trying to dip out on you or anything, but uh, I've got priorities. And it wasn't one of those things where, like, this person could have – like, someone would have been there, whether yeah. it was me or someone else, but I was in a position where I could tell my boss, I have to go, and I have to take care of this, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. Was it, t- I'm just curious, was it
0: to the point that you thought it could lead to self-harm, or um, was it just, he was had he had self-destructive habits? Self-destructive. Okay.
1: Um, not really self-harm, but self-destructive, that if someone wasn't there, it could have got a lot worse, mm-hmm. and... Uh, like you don't want that, so yeah. Um, so I left work, I spent a few days with him. Um, his roommate was out of town, his roommate was like on vacation, was like, I'm coming home, and I was like, Don't worry about it, I'll just stay here. Slept on their couch, made sure he was good, mm-hmm. and uh, just watched him. Um, to a point where like it wasn't just me, it was multiple people in the community that ended up showing up, yeah. And it was like a group effort, but I definitely was there for. Like the majority of it, and uh, it wasn't like I was just like this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to help people, but it wasn't until I posted an Instagram like picture of like chilling. I was reading the Bible. I was I had like five rivets, and I quoted the Bible um, when Jesus was praying, and the disciples fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I was like this, only, and I quoted that, and I was, and my caption was this only happened because they didn't have rivets. And I had had like four Rippets, like mm-hmm. those dollar energy drinks. and uh, I was going to ask what a Rippet is. I, yeah. I assumed it was a drink. It's a uh, super cheap, like Monster. Okay. So so I had a bunch of those. Not like I was on like maybe second day of like maybe three hours of sleep total. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's where we were talking earlier about have you ever done anything yeah. that was like, you know, yeah. affects your own health. Okay. So yeah. that's where we are right so, now. So uh, this instant, it wasn't more of a, I wasn't worried about myself. Cause it, cause I've been like through like three or four days of no sleeping, just working on homework or working on projects. So okay. it, it wasn't like uncommon. So like a couple hours of not, of a couple hours of sleep was mm-hmm. nothing. Um, so like, and then someone, um, one of the pastors in the community messages, like you're a good guy. And like from that, like that point I was like, yeah, this, this is it. Like. I'm doing good things i'm making good choices like mm-hmm. and i'm helping people and that's what i wanted yeah
0: the way you started to describe that too of um whenever you, you came over and you're like hey we need to get your stuff together like you were you weren't doing it to be mean you were doing it because yeah. you clearly cared about him. and the way you described that was very similar to the way you described your teacher in high school of like yeah. hey yeah i like you but if you don't get your stuff together like you can't help me in this class anymore like yeah. you were you were letting them know that you're there for them and that you want to yeah. still support them.
1: Yeah. So, that's uh, that was probably the biggest, like, in the last five years. That's probably been, like, the thing that's, like, hit me. Keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really cool. Yep. So, um, as far as, like, the, the mechanic stuff goes, uh, you said you mentioned, like, you mentioned that you started doing that in high school, and then you did construction as well?
1: Yeah. I uh, took C4 classes. Okay. So, um my thought process was I know how to work on cars my dad taught me yeah if I want to own a house someday um, I'm not gonna pay someone I want to do it myself right so learn how to do the basics like electrical plumbing just carpentry
2: yeah.
0: And C4, for people that don't know, is uh, a trade school or a vocational education system that we have in our high schools yep. around this region. Most schools do have them to some extent. Yeah. Ours is actually pretty extensive. They'll have veterinarian, they'll have uh, yeah. all the engineering principals.
1: I'm pretty sure like 70% of the girls that go to high school get their CNAs in high school. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah It's I, crazy.
0: It is extremely high in a lot of those uh, people with uh, whatever their background is that they studied in high school get their internships while they're in high mm-hmm. school and they yep. can continue on I I did mine through engineering and that's how I got into Cummins while still yeah. in high school.
1: I was offered three jobs in high school my senior year. Yeah, uh, because of it It's good. So
0: I'm, I've always been really interested actually in um in Not necessarily the automotive side so much but the construction mm-hmm. uh, my grandparent uh, well, my grandpa growing up was into construction um, He's you know built additions onto the home and I always thought that was really cool but I've never had any formal training, yeah. so it's it's really intimidating for somebody that hasn't had any training yeah. at all to start working on all these things. Up until YouTube came out, of course, right?
1: YouTube saves everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's uh, you can learn pretty much anything, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, we almost forgot. Uh, we saved this one for the end. Um, shout out to our sponsor for the day. I, I totally spaced, uh, but we'll get him here because that's what matters. Yep. Ion Records uh, is a family friendly uh music label based out of nashville tennessee they're producing a lot of uh music specifically for like the rap genre they're continuing to bring in um more partners and uh more artists onto their label i really like them i think they do a good job i we've done work for them before and we're still continuing to grow our partnership so shout out to them I uh if you guys are interested we'll have links in the description below to go check out some of their music uh, as well as actually we'll, we'll link to the um lyric video we've made for one of their artists before uh that was probably about a year and a half ago though we haven't done a lyric video in quite a while but yeah so um i don't I, i'm i think we talked to pretty much about the full extent of i guess no we only started at high school mm-hmm. do you want to do you want to reflect a little further back Is further some, back yeah
1: uh there's not much more further back not that I we. Was, not that you want to bring up high school was game changer okay just like everyone something happens in high school that makes them choose their career or what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where my story really starts before that. It's just, well, a uh, little boy, just a little uh, boy. Uh, but
0: you had mentioned like your upbringing, yeah. like it's clearly shaped you. I think everyone's house mm-hmm. in some way, uh, whether that's for a healthy or a mm-hmm. negative, a negative perspective. Um, at, at, like growing up in, in the household that you did, how, do you think that's had a large impact, or have you pretty much outgrown all of it?
1: Um, it uh, it probably had a pretty big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched my mom help people all the time, and mm-hmm. my dad doesn't say a lot, doesn't talk a lot, but he helps people. He doesn't try it. He tries uh, to be, uh, I don't know, like, isolated, and he doesn't, like, be outspoken. He's just a quiet dude in the back. Yeah. But, like, if someone needs help, he'll be like, sure. Whatever I can do that I guess, mm-hmm. and then uh, my grandpa was an elder at my church, so like he always yeah. helped people. Yeah. So
0: and you mentioned growing up, like you didn't always you you didn't have everything that you had, had maybe have wanted or yeah. thought of having. Um, and then speaking off camera, you said that you do tend to buy your friends quite extravagant gifts.
1: Yeah, when uh when I have the extra cash. Yeah. Or if I have the opportunity.
0: Well, I think that's unique a lot of times people that grow up um, That in a certain circumstance they will desire the opposite because the grass is always greener. Yeah, and despite you know You saying that you grew up with less Mm -hmm. you're still really open to the idea of not only giving away your time uh, But you're also giving away your money to people that you clearly care about and love. Yeah. 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 So why why is it? Is it easy for you or is that difficult?
1: Uh, a little bit of both I don't like if I'm gonna buy someone something, I'm not gonna buy them. Not gonna buy like a gaming system. Yeah. Like uh, David, I gave him a Nintendo Switch, but I won that. Yeah. I didn't have a use for it, and I've heard him talk about it all the time when they first came out. Mm-hmm. I won it at work. Had a Christmas party, and I was like, "You can have it." Yeah. And then I've had another friend where uh, he liked to work on things. He has a longboard, and he's always working on it. But I noticed he had some janky tools, so I was like. Well, I have the money. I'm already spending a bunch of money on Snap-on, so like I was just like, I bought him like a toolkit. It's like a 200 piece toolkit of Snap-on tools. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're off-brand, but still, yeah, snap still right. Snap-on. Snap-on. So I got that for him um, because I knew he could use it. I knew mm-hmm. the tools would last forever, and I knew if he ever needed them fixed, he could just like call the dealer and be like, Hey, this broke. Can yeah. I get it fixed or replaced? It, I mean. Mm-hmm. Those are
0: all good, but those are still like some of the smaller things. Like, I've mm-hmm. you've said that you've done cars before, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, several.
1: <laughs> um, I have a friend, he's a missionary. Um, he had an old janky car, mm-hmm. and when he was gone, I would drive it. This is a gas saver, or whatever. And he, uh, he blew it up before he left the last time to go. Is it a funny story on how he blew it up, or is yeah, it... It's kind of funny. Okay. Um, so like he had called me like a couple months before like it had blown up and he got he's like, "Hey man, this light came on." And he's like, I was like, "Well, describe it to me." He goes, "It looks like a genie lamp and it's flashing." And I was like I was like, "Dude, go to a parts store, buy some oil and put it in there cuz you don't have any oil in your car." And so, I just left it at that. I figured, you're a grown man, do you know how mm-hmm. to buy oil, how to put it in your car? Turns out, he knows how to buy oil. Because he had the oil in his car, yeah. He just didn't put it in his car. Well, he couldn't find the oil cap. He only had the seven ten. Yeah, yeah. It's rough, man. <laughs> hate hate when that happens. Yeah. Um. So. So uh, he just drove it till it blew. He just drove it, and I was, I was out helping someone one Sunday morning. Just, uh, I forget what I was doing, um, but uh, I I skipped yeah I skipped church. And oh, I know. I was volunteering at a camp. I was cooking food for like a camp thing. Yeah, and well, of course, always giving. <laughs> and um, like I'm cleaning up and I'm dropping some stuff off, and I get a phone call, and that and he was just like, "Hey, my car's like losing power," and I was like, "Ah," I was just like, "His lights are going dim, has to be an alternator," because the car wouldn't start when I showed up, mm-hmm. and it needed a battery and an alternator. So we went and got a battery and an alternator, because like. The alternator tested bad when we took it into the parts store, mm-hmm. so it was like it needs it. Get it started. Um, he showed me the oil he bought, so I put oil in it. Figured it was still okay. Started fine. I didn't hear any issues. Whatever. Yeah. I go inside the house, and I'm like talking to his roommate, and he, uh, well, he comes back. He goes, it died a couple times, but like, like it was working. And I was like, what? I was really confused and like I go out and I start it and just a rod is just knocking, just ruined all the bearings in the engine and it's just it's bad. Yeah. And uh doesn't have enough power to pull itself, like is not it's not good, not drivable. Yeah. So we're sitting there and uh I was like, Have you not added oil since I told you? He goes, No, that's what that's why we got more oil is because. Like I never added any. I was like, okay, this makes sense. And he leaves in like seven days, like two weeks mm-hmm. to go back um, over in Austria is where he goes. And uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, we're like trying to figure it out. I just bought an S10 from my grandpa because mm-hmm. I work in Seymour. So I wanted that for a gas saver. I'm sitting there and I was like, first off, you're going to call Seasting, which is our pastor. And I said, go ahead and tell him what you did. And uh, like at that point, I'm just laughing. Yeah, like I mean, it's a f- it's funny. It's funny. I'm also super mad because like our agreement was I take care of this car, I fix this car, and then he gives me the car as a gas saver for when I go to work. Uh huh. So he really blew up my car. <laughs> so I was I was frustrated. Yeah, at the least. And uh, I was like, well, I still have my big truck. It's a gas hog, but I still have it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want, like, he's a, this guy's a hippie dude. So he doesn't want to drive a big truck, eco-friendly, whatever. And uh, I was like, just threw him the keys to my S10. And I was like, this is what you're driving mm-hmm. for two weeks. And then we'll figure something out when you come back. Yeah. Because he was gone for like three months. Right. So, like, that was it. And then he comes, he leaves. I get my, I get my truck back. I get my S10 back. Driving that for a minute and then I'm out at the bar with a friend. He get he's leaving. He left last month mm-hmm. to go to the Navy. But in October, he goes, Hey man, I have this Mini Cooper. And I was like, All right. And, and yeah. Like, cool. He goes, Need some work. He goes, thousand bucks. And I was like, don't really want to spend a thousand dollars. But uh like, would you do like four hundred? And we ended up buying I bought the car for four hundred bucks. Put probably eight hundred dollars in it. Was it running? Yeah, it ran. It needed brakes um, and an exhaust, and it needed like a tire. So I just bought all the stuff and fixed it. And missionary friend comes back, and uh, the Mini Cooper wasn't done yet because I was still waiting on some parts. And so I gave him the S10, and over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I finished the Mini Cooper, got it all registered, insured, and just, uh, showed up, gave the dude a 2004 Mini Cooper race car. And, uh, he's texted me every day since, just super excited about it.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, I'm glad he's excited about it. That's good. And that's, uh, I think that's the third Car. car I've given away. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. Um. Most of the cars that I have are like, like turds, like I, they're, but they're running into yeah. somebody
0: that doesn't have anything. Yeah,
1: so someone that needs to get on their feet and they don't have like much. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, go ahead. Um, the same guy I gave the Mini Cooper to, his friend, got out of, uh, got out of rehab or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know the story, but he got out and he needed a car, and I had like a '99 Camry, mm-hmm. beat to crap, like. I jumped this thing like me and my friends just just ragged on it yeah and this I was like yeah you can have it yeah like I, at first I was like 600 bucks and you buy me a steak meal and this guy was like awesome and then this guy ended up like getting custody of his kids back because he had like mm-hmm. went through rehab or whatever his situation was and uh, they uh, I was like not nah, even worried about it no steak yeah, he still owes me a stick. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there you go, man. That's uh, I, that's still really cool. I, it's hard to imagine. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe people listening will don't find it hard to imagine, but for me, it's like, even when you have a little bit or a lot of it, it's so hard to imagine giving away a car. Like, right? Even if it's a beater, even if it's. Yeah. I mean, maybe just because we're just out of college and like we have student right. debt and all this, but like still, it's really. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool that you get to do that, make these yeah. opportunities for yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the way I looked at it um, is, I take that for granted. So right now, I own four cars. Mm-hmm. I have like a little pickup truck that doesn't run. Um, I have a Sonoma, like an S10 Sonoma, yeah, a little pickup truck, and that's like my daily. I have a truck that, like, since high school, I've put thousands of dollars in because I, it's fun to me. It's like a hobby to me. And then now I have that Mini Cooper, and you can't drive all of them. Yeah. So, like, let someone else drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. W- I was referred to, I think it was Saturday, as a poor man's Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> so, can see uh, that. So, like, they run enough that you mm-hmm. could, like, if you needed to go to Indy, you could just drive it to Indy. Yeah. Or uh, like I drive the S10 30 miles every day to Seymour and go to work, and then I drive the same way back, and it does the job. Yeah, runs like crap, looks like crap, but it gets me where I need to go, and that's really it meets your needs. Yeah, and I mean I take that for granted. I could drive something nice if I really wanted to. I could have a car payment. I could afford a car payment, but but why? Yeah, but why? So, uh, and then I know other people (laughs) are like I can't afford a car payment. I can't afford a piece of crap car. Yeah, and uh, or they're like, like this guy's a missionary. I give the car to. Mm-hmm. He'll be gone in four, like two, three months, maybe four months, and like I'll have my car back, and let someone else drive it. Yeah.
2: No.
0: Well, so we're coming to a closing, man. Got a couple, like maybe fair. one, two minutes left. Uh, what's um? Do people have a lot of misunderstandings about you? uh yeah what yeah okay well then shoot
1: uh misunderstanding um i like to go party with my friends sometimes okay so uh people like refer to me as like the party dude Uh, he just goes out and gets drunk and he's a jerk really um i've gotten that from a few like people and then some of my friends are like yeah he may do that but he's also like the one guy i can count on Mm -hmm. so uh my dad, anytime I used to do something stupid, he goes, aren't you a Christian? And this is coming from my dad, yeah. who um, he's agnostic. So he, he knows something's out there. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't go to church. Yeah. And he goes, get your crap together, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, the, the whole being a Christian, um, working in a mechanic field. Um, it's probably hard. Yeah. So a lot of people I work with are jerks. And you got to be able to hold your own, whether it's just a bad joke, like they're making fun of you. So you got to do it back Mm -hmm. because that's the atmosphere or it's uh, walking away and someone behind you saying you're a pansy. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, like passive aggressive culture uh, machoism. Yeah. So uh, being a Christian um, and then still going out because um, I'm not going to throw my old friends to the curb. Mm hmm that's not what you're supposed to do just yeah you become it.
0: a Christian you cut yeah. everyone off and yeah <laughs> I mean
1: like see ya there,
0: there's a difference between healthy boundaries but I mean yeah. if they're if they're good people at the same
2: time yeah.
1: it, you shouldn't turn your back on them so like I'll still go get drinks with them hmm I'll still hang out with them I'll go see terrible movies with them but uh, and then people throw out that concept of you do all these good things why are you making bad decisions mm-hmm. and I'm just like well I'm not okay. so that's a misconception I yeah. guess I feel like we could have talked a whole podcast on just that subject um, <laughs> next time <laughs> maybe yeah
0: if, if people want to hear about uh, what it's like to be a Christian in adverse work environments specifically or um, what is or isn't okay to do as a Christian like what what takes you out of that element like if you do this you are no longer a Christian type of thing right Right. that's it, a whole podcast yeah it, I mean it is and I, I would like to have people like you know um Luke Erber, John Bodnick, people that have studied theology pretty heavily uh, or anyone for yeah. that matter that that would like to come on and I, I know we're supposed to be like the reason I do the show is to promote passionate creative people um I, mean, I
1: think people are passionate
0: about that yeah uh, and I think like it can be a really large part like if you're passionate about something how do you Find a a healthy balance between continuing to be creative or promotive, in uh, an environment that is very adverse to it. Right. It's like if you're like
1: you're into one thing, like mm-hmm. you're into like drawing, but like let's say you're an artist, mm-hmm. but you work in a factory where there's nothing artistic about anything in there. And every
0: if it, people see you doodling during lunch, and then like like drawing, jotting down something, and then like you're getting
1: yeah passive aggressively harassed because yeah. someone's making fun of you asking like saying you're Picasso and asking why you're working on an assembly line.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, sadly, I think a lot of times people (laughs) that do that are probably people that aren't happy where they are either. So that's a bummer. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, Advice
1: people, just anything about anything. Advice. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Um, Keep it simple. That's pretty much it. Like be kind, Mm -hmm. be the change you want in the world.
0: Yeah. I like that. Simple. Um, I don't know. Do you want people to be able to contact you no, I don't now that everyone knows you give away trucks and you help? people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, no, just my close friends.
1: Yeah. So then I'm gonna have a bunch of fake friends and just okay. hey, remember that time we had seventh grade like math together? I feel like
0: if you've interacted with as many people as you have, you probably have a pretty good sense of self-awareness and oh, what yeah. people's motives are.
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, pretty obvious when someone wants something versus when they just want to be a friend. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah. The other one is you can tell when people are either, um they say they're too busy and it's like you can tell the difference between the, they probably are actually busy versus yeah. that's just the response.
1: Right. Yeah. Like when they're like, yeah, I'm super busy. And then they throw a Snapchat story up and they're like Ooh. at a club. Ooh. And it's like the one that's like 30 minutes away from your house or like down the street and you're yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I generally tell people if I already have plans, i um, just... I don't like uh, I
0: don't like lying, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah if people do want to find you, though, if you want, you can give out social media links or however they can get a hold of you. I'll uh, leave that open to you.
1: I don't know. You can find me on the old Facebook. Yeah, like everybody, you can follow me on Instagram at at Low Life. Yeah, and yeah. Uh,
0: we'll have that on the screen. And if you're watching on YouTube, link in the description. People listen on Spotify if they want to find you. Can you spell out Low Life on Instagram? Low Life.
1: Yeah, it's L O W E underscore L Y. F E uh-huh. underscore.
0: All right, Well, there you go. All right, uh, is there anything else? Final words? Anything you want to mention?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's I don't. I mean, yeah, to put it in the spot. I'm Just done. Unless you have more.
0: No, nah, I think we're going to go get dinner. So that sounds that good. Sounds, to me.
1: That sounds sounds pretty
2: good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you guys, um, if you guys enjoyed this, feel free to share it with your friends. Uh, Caleb Lowe, pretty cool guy. Yep. He's a big, big old, big old guy with a big old heart. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, but if you guys are, uh, if you have any other guests that you would like to recommend, uh, we want to promote those creative, innovative people. Always finding ways to to do what it is they love. And you're clearly paving your own way to be. Uh, what did you say? The uh, the poor man's entrepreneur, the enterprise. Poor it? man's enterprise. Poor man's enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you um, if you have anybody that you would like to recommend, if you want to get a hold of Caleb, you can do that. And uh, if uh, if you know anybody that you'd consider uh, maybe sponsoring, um, reach out to them. See if they'd like the show. If they like what we do, and we'd be happy to talk about working out something with them. Other than that, hope you have a good day, Caleb. Cool, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people watching, I hope you guys have a good day too. Peace. Deuces.
2: <laughs> <laughs>